When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Nick Gelso, founder and co-owner of CLNS Radio, and today I'm joined by Ty Ray with a brief but important message. Nick, we try to keep our programming free at CLNS Radio. We have a ton of great podcasts, but we need our listeners and readers' help. We need them to take a survey for us. Yes, that is how we will continue to bring you free content via paid sponsorships from the big boys, the big companies, and we need your help. So when you get a moment, go to beatsandeats.net backslash survey1. Takes only minutes, but every minute is extremely important to the family here at CLNS Radio. We've become a community. You have all been a very big part of that. So please, beatsandeats.net slash survey1. Choose CLNS Radio as your option and take the short demographic listener's survey now enjoy your regularly scheduled program this is a clnsradio.com special edition broadcast this down and start this party. I did enjoy the music there, folks, but <laughs> we're going we're gonna to bring it in. I'm going to jump right on it. All the highlights are over. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. You all know what tonight is. It's the lucky night for somebody and a big lucky night for a, a certain fan base in the NBA this, this night. It is NBA Draft Lottery Night. This is the Celtics Beat NBA Draft Lottery Show. On CLNS Radio, and I am your host for the night, Matt Rury, joined finally, again, yet again, after hosting maybe once or twice <laughs> on the post-game show here throughout the season, by the one and only Ty Ray, co-host of Beats and Eats. Ty, what's up, man? I, I mean, the excitement's in the air. It is in the air, to be honest, though. This is a show, Matt, you and I, I think, would rather not be hosting We'd rather be hosting the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Are you right kidding now. me? Yeah, absolutely. You, you hit that one right on the head. But you know what? Uh, we love to do radio. We oh, love, yeah. We love to do podcasts for people. We sure. love doing Celtics beat, and we love talking about the Celtics. So you know what? It's lottery night. We take what's given to us. <laughs> we can't be dealt. As Greg Popovich said the other night, or last night after the game, you take what's given to you, and that's how they scored so much on, on the Spurs scored so much on Oklahoma City. We're going to do the same thing. We are going to take what's given to us, which is the NBA draft lottery, and we have your coverage here for the next hour or so. And uh, when the drawing happens, when the envelopes are 
shown and everybody knows, you're going to know immediately because Ty Ray is going to walk you through every single uh, envelope. I'm on top of it, man. Every logo. 42-inch TV set right next to me, so I'm paying attention to everything that's going on. You're right, though, Matt. There is some excitement in the air, and we haven't had much luck as Celtic fans with the lottery over the years. (laughs) It's well documented. Maybe, Matt, tonight is Boston's night. Maybe. It could be, and it's obviously... They're up there. They're in the lottery. They were the, the fifth worst, or tied for the fourth worst record, I should say, in, in the league. Utah won the coin flip, so they have one extra uh, combination of ping, pong, <laughs> of ping pong balls in, uh, the, in the drum, if you will. That's not exactly how the lottery works, but I don't want to get into specifics on that because it's, it's just uh, drawn out and boring, much like a lot of the other things that the NBA does in, in their front office. But uh, we all know that the Celtics have a 10%-ish chance to get the in, into the or get the number one pick, I should say, and about a third of the percent chance, 33% chance to get into the top three tie. So before we uh, we, we bring on our our first guest here, uh, what do you think the Celtics are going to get tonight? Right off the top, is anybody going to jump them? Quick prediction. <laughs> Quick prediction, the Celtics end up with the fifth pick and very nice little suspense. Yep, very little suspense. And there's some good players available at number five. But I'll be honest, Matt, you and I talked a little bit about this off air. With the number five pick, not a game changer. I think I'm sending that pick as part of a package deal to get a good player who's proven himself in the NBA. Just my opinion, probably not making a lot of fans out there, but that's the way I feel about it. I always believe you do better when you bring in proven talent as opposed to unproven talent. Yeah, you know what? I feel that way as well, and I feel like there's only one guy in Jabari Parker who can really uh, actually play and, and play well in the NBA right now, and so if they don't get the number one pick and they can't get their, that guy, uh, I would just as soon trade it off as well. We're expecting the uh, the drawings to, to happen any sort of any minute now, so let's just move it right along here. Our our guest at this time is a well known personality here on CLNS Radio, the Scotsman, uh, the man from the Scottish Torture Chamber, Mike Munger, the guy from Return to the Raptors as well. Munger, what do you think the Celtics should do with this pick, and how lucky are you feeling tonight? Oh well, uh, you know. Let me let me see. I I have pink eye. My son decided to be very giving and sharing, and decided to share his eye <laughs> funk with me. So that's not a good sign for me. Uh, so hopefully it's some kind of weird reverse jinx where you know if I get pink eye, the Celtics get the first pick, and that's just something I'm gonna have to do every time they're in the lottery. If oh it ever boy! Again. But um, listen, I I saw an interesting stat earlier where uh, the team was the third and the fifth best chances to get the top pick have actually gotten it more than the team that had the second and the first. Uh, so, you know, historically it looks like we're sitting in a decent spot. Um, however, you know, with that other team, you know, that, that I have a severe hatred for also oh, with, man. Uh, percentage of, of chances to get the lottery. I mean, you never know how it's going to end up. Mike, you know, I didn't want to say a anything. Lot of people, a lot of people know my my theories on the lottery, how sometimes it just so happens that a, a fledgling team with a hometown superstar coming out has gotten the, the lottery or, you know, teams in bigger markets get it, you know. So let's just say that if for some reason, you know, a certain team out there on the West Coast manages to jump everybody and get into the top two or three, uh, I'm just going to call BS on this whole thing uh, because there, there's no way that should happen. But other than that, yeah, I'll joke around aside. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited because yeah. I think uh, I think we can all agree that this lottery is is kind of going to help reshape this franchise for the next uh, at least the next ten years potentially, maybe even longer. Because you know, we get in the top two or three, we can get Wiggins or Embiid. You know, I didn't want to say it. Of that we make a trade. Yeah, you're right, Mike. I and uh, I, if you like those two, those two or three guys, Parker, Wiggins, Embiid, that's. Uh, that's what you want to do. You want to take that pick and, and use it in, in the top three. Uh, but if you're outside of that, you you have to look to trade. And I'm afraid if they don't, if they fall below that, there's not going to be many teams looking uh, for that pick if it's below the fifth one. So Ty thinks that it's going to stay true to form, 
and B5. I didn't want to say it, but if you want to feed any conspiracy theorists out there, look out for the Lakers to jump everybody and get into that top three because uh, Munger didn't want to say the team name, but that's definitely what he was alluding to. And in my mind, that is the going conspiracy theory right now. And we'll see. I said this tie before the game, or before the show, I should say, maybe this is a little bit of the residue from the David Stern NBA, and I'm feeling that a little bit, and I should just let it happen and be, have a start, uh, fresh start. But I don't have a very good feeling about this lottery tonight. And we'll, <laughs> don't we'll say that. If, we'll see if the Adam Silver NBA is any different. Uh, but if the Lakers jump, wait. Wait for the conspiracy theories to come out. I might actually start writing again for CLNS Radio. <laughs> no. Clean slate tonight, guys. Yeah. It's the Adam Silver era, right? Exactly. Clean slate on everything. But we'll know, you're right, if the Lakers somehow sneak in there and pass the Celtics, we'll know things have not changed. Guys, you're talking about Embiid. I'm not crazy about him. I heard you mention him earlier. I'm really worried about injury problems with him. So I'm not sold on him well, either. To, to that I would say... Jared Selinger was an injury-prone guy, and people seem to be uh, happy with him. I, I know that you've been critical of him in the past, but um, I feel like as far as the injury concern, it's not as much there with Selinger anymore. So if, if the Celtics can f- figure that out with him, I feel like they might be able to figure it out with him beat as well. So I'm not concerned about the injury th- stuff, uh, but I'm just, I don't know if he can be a cornerstone center. Mike, is, is he your guy? Is he, he's the guy that you think the Celtics should go after or what? Well, you know, I prefer him, uh, number one, because he's uh, an amazing athletic defensive player, but he fills a position of need. Uh, and, I, and I, you know, and, and I, you know, people think I'm the ultimate homer, which I am, but, you know, if you just look at it from a basketball standpoint, if you give us Joel Embiid and we pretty much have the same lineup with a healthy run next year, we're in the playoffs. Because this guy's a game changer defensively. It stops putting. It stops us having to put Jared Sollinger at the five and continue to be undersized. It allows us to bring uh, Kelly Olynyk off the bench uh, to become like a stretch four, stretch five. You know, you, you know, if you still have Brandon Bass around, if you don't get rid of him, if you just keep pretty much the same guys, if no other moves are made, getting Embiid with a healthy Rondo gets us into the playoffs. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't think we'd be contenders, but you know, this this guy, he. He's an amazing athlete. He, I think he played volleyball and soccer, so his footwork is phenomenal. Um, so, I mean, he's he's improved every single year. They said he's kind of like a sponge. He just soaks up everything, and he, his his uh, his basketball IQ has grown by leaps and bounds uh, since he picked up a basketball. So he's just one of those guys who just seems like he's a natural. He gets it. Um, and, I mean, when's the last time we actually had a defensive presence with athleticism. I mean, I love Kendrick Perkins, but he wasn't overly hmm. athletic. Yeah. No, certainly you know, not. He really I mean... <laughs> had an athletic big man. And in today's NBA, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we need. You know, we need somebody that, that you know, can block shots, that can rebound, uh, that okay. isn't offensively deficient at the basket either. I mean, if Joel B comes in in his rookie year, we get him. We're lucky, and he comes in. You know, obviously the health is potentially an issue, but I'm not as worried about his, his tie is. You know, we get this guy. This guy could probably come in and average, you know, Hmm. At least you know, eight points, right. eleven rebounds, and two blocks. Mike, you may have just sold me on the Celtics keeping the one and two picks uh, because I already d- decided that Parker is a guy that you want to take. You want to try and sell me on Wiggins real quick before these guys come back from commercial on ESPN? Well, Wiggins is the best two-way player in the draft. Um, you know, he he said that. Oh, excuse me, live radio. You never know if someone's going to cough. Um, Wiggins is the best two-way player in this draft. And, you know, unlike you, I'm not sold on Jabari Parker. There's a lot of stories going out there right now that he's 20 pounds overweight. Uh, he hasn't been keeping himself in shape, which makes you question his work ethic. Um, and, and while, you know, people say he's the most pro-ready right now, what that also tells me is he, he, you know, he might have a higher floor, but he also has a lower ceiling. And not to mention the guy can't play defense. Look at well, with Andrew Wiggins... With Andrew Wiggins, you have a guy that's going to come in and, and play lockdown defense on the perimeter because he, he's got a, a huge wingspan. He's probably the most athletically gifted player in the draft. Um, he's just quick, and, and he can actually score. You know, the stuff that, that can be fixed on offense, that's all stuff that can be worked on. But, like, effort on the defensive end, that's something that just doesn't come naturally to every single player. We get Andrew Wiggins, uh, you know, we get the, the best two-way player in this draft, and, and we're going to be happy. I think if we don't get Wiggins or Embiid, 
trade the pick. You know, obviously the guy's name out there that everybody's talking about lately is Kevin Love. You know, if that's the guy that you want to go get. Right. You know, I'm of okay course. with that. You know, I think that that's kind of like the precursor to another going to get another guy to come in here to help us uh, get back into contention. Yep. And then, you know, you build from there on. Yeah, you know what? I, I have some, my, some questions about Kevin Love myself, but I will voice those questions on Careless Whispers at 9 p.m. tonight. Uh, Mike, ESPN is back from commercial. They are showing everybody uh, on the, the podiums there, and they're introducing the representatives from the team. So we are going to let you go and uh, start to report these these picks, but we appreciate you calling in and giving you some insight there. And uh, we'll we'll hear from you soon, man. Feel free to call back into Careless Whispers as well, because while we're not taking regular callers on Celtics Beat tonight, we will be taking callers uh, in uh, the nine o'clock hour. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me on. And uh, remember, All right, if Mike. the Lakers win, the lottery is crap. Go Celtics. <laughs> there, there he goes. That's right. If the Lakers win, the lottery is crap, and it would feed the conspiracy theories. I already mentioned it earlier. Uh, okay, Ty. So Steve Pagliuca is there. He's there with his uh, his lucky rooster. <laughs> he's uh, he's he's awaiting the 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 envelopes to be to begin to be revealed, and um, I, we'll we'll just see where it goes from from there. But uh, so just to give people a little little bit of an idea of what's going on here, um, everything get, has, was drawn about an hour ago in a in a room where people that are in that room had everything locked down. They didn't have their, any phones or computers or anything. There's no contact with the outside world for the, about an hour. And then uh, they bring the envelopes out into the room that you're all seeing right now if you're watching on television. Uh, and the people that are in that room don't know the outcome. So Pagluka does not know the outcome. He's going to be just as surprised as everybody else. And uh, that's uh, that's the way it's going to go here. And that's uh, that's... that's Ty, that's how they get that uh, immediate reaction from from certain owners or representatives of teams. They love that stuff. They love that stuff. They're talking to Dr. J right now. They were actually talking to James Worthy a little earlier, so I was starting to think, uh uh-oh, here comes the conspiracy (laughs) again. They were spending way too much time talking to James Worthy. (laughs) As long as they're talking to, to all the uh, the former players up there, I guess, is what I, <laughs> yeah, I will exactly. say. Maybe not all the uh, the representatives or co-owners or whoever is up there, but talk to all the players, sure. You give everybody equal time. Um, I'm going to take this time to remind everybody that CLNS Radio is on Twitter, at CLNS Radio. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash fans. Um, and you can find out more about our Facebook at clnsradio.com slash Facebook. So how about that? We're everywhere. We're everywhere. And most importantly, Ty, we have this new CLNS Radio survey that we want everybody to go and take because it's going to give us some great information about how you listen to CLNS Radio, when you listen to CLNS Radio, and you can give us some feedback on whether we or some things that you might want us to improve on too. So go take that survey at clnsradio.com slash survey. And do us all a favor, go to Patreon, check out CLNS Radio at Patreon. Also check out CLNS Radio um, at Stitcher as well. Patreon is for sponsoring our shows. You can give us 25 cents, you can give us a dollar, $10, you name it. We want to keep giving you this great content and we need your help to do so. So check it out. Go to your whatever search engine you want and go to CLNS Radio Patreon. And now we're doing the picks, Matt. We're Beautiful. doing the picks. I love it. So here we go. Let's go. First envelope. This, this, first be, envelope. this should be the Phoenix Suns. Let's, let's hope it's Phoenix. <laughs> We've got our fingers crossed. It's Phoenix at number 14. Beautiful. Number 13, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay. He's going as planned right now. I like it. Now, number 12 is... I need a drum <laughs> We need some sound effects here. Number 12, the Orlando Magic. Oh, no. Wow. What? The Orlando oh, Magic. Wait a minute. No, wait. I, do they have? I believe they have, they have another pick. I believe that they are getting either Denver or New York's pick, whichever is I be, higher. I think you're right. The Nuggets come in at number eleven. Okay. So okay. So they will probably Orlando will probably get Denver's pick, and then uh, that pick goes to New York. That's something else. Right. That, that is not Orlando's higher Third. pick. Everybody. Not <laughs> exactly. Do not worry. A little suspense number 10, from Tyrant. Seventy Sixers. Sorry about that. Number 10, the 76ers. Okay, that's their second pick. That's their second pick, right. So no, no excitement here. Now we're waiting on uh, the number 9 pick. 
and the number nine pick. Well, hold on here. They're having some confusion here. Uh-oh. Of course. Wow, controversial already <laughs> at the NBA draft lottery. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, the Cavaliers. We're waiting on this right here. The Cavaliers were penciled in for this pick, but it goes to the Kings. Oh, right. Okay. So that's that's the thing. I, I, there's a couple of different scenarios yeah. here, uh, where different teams have other teams picked. That's and correct. I mean, similar to the, the Celtics having Brooklyn's pick outside of the lottery, uh, this is a, another thing that's happening. Multiple picks in, in the top 15 here are uh, could be given to other teams based on where they fall. And the Celtics, where are we going here? They just pulled out the Celtics. Now, the problem with having the sound down on the TV, Matt, is you can't get an explanation of anything right now. They just pulled out the Celtics, and they're not... They're not in the Jazz. They just pulled out the Jazz, Okay, too. so that means, that, that to me, says that somebody has jumped both of those teams... Number four, uh, and that's the Lakers. The Lakers have to have, have to have jumped. The number four teams. envelope is the Magic. Yeah, the Lakers jumped into the lottery tie. That's exactly what happened. The Lakers jumped into the lottery. Feed the con- conspiracies, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that means that the Celtics are picking sixth, as I predicted. I am on record for this within my group of friends at my company. I should have posted it on CLNS Radio before uh, this show. I am on record saying the Celtics would drop to sixth, and the oh. Lakers would jump up to two. Is that where they are, or are they the I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find the board here. You know what I'm going to do, Matt? I'm tr- hold on here. Hold on here. I'm rewinding. Now, you've got to remember I have the sound down for obvious reasons. My television is right next to my microphone, so we would have some serious problems if that were the case. <laughs> no, the Lakers have not snuck in. They've I'm rewinding. Snuck. No, they have not snuck in. So they've, they were before the Celtics then. That's what, but they didn't show it. That's the thing. Sneaky, sneaky. Sneaky. They barely showed the Celtics. So here's here's the order. Okay, they had the Celtics coming in. They showed they showed the Lakers. Okay. Okay. So the Lakers scaring everybody out there. Yeah. It went the Lakers, then the Celtics, then the Jazz. Okay. So everything has has gone according to plan, I suppose. The Magic, right. The Magic, the Cavaliers, and the Sixers. That's that. That's who we have. And, Mil- and where is Milwaukee? Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Sixers, Cavaliers. Oh, there so you- so Cleveland, I believe Cleveland must have jumped into the lottery. Like I said, it's hard to do without sound. So that's what they showed up on the screen. Seems to me that if Cleveland is the third pick, they would have jumped into the lottery as the third pick. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take to Twitter right now. And yes, see. please do because right now on the screen, Matt. Right now on the screen, they have the Cavaliers logo. Yes, followed Celtics, by the 76ers. The Celtics, logo. Are, the Celtics are picking sixth, which means somebody must have jumped uh, up to up uh, ahead of them. And uh, it, it, it appears to be it appears to be Cleveland. Yes. Cleveland has jumped up into the lottery. Not the Lakers, so not that conspiracy theory. But how does the Cleveland Cavaliers botch the number one pick after gaining it next last year, uh, and, and now they jump up into the lottery again and they're given another chance? Maybe this is the true Adam Silver lottery. Maybe this is really how it went this this year, Ty, because this is pretty bland. Uh, but Cleveland getting an, an, another chance Good for them. Their their good fortune falls on Cleveland again. Let's hope that they don't screw it up again this year. <laughs> no kidding. For their sake. So there you go. Very, very dull night if you're a Boston Celtics fan when it comes to the NBA lottery. Really no excitement. So I'm going to go back to what I said, Matt. I'm going to go back to what I said. With the sixth pick, I want out. I want to deal that pick. I agree. and But I'm not so sure that anybody is going to really want that pick uh, at this point. So – they would have to package it with something else, and I still think that they have the the best assets uh, of a of a team that could also present Kevin Love with a decent situation going forward. Uh, if you want to talk about Kevin Love, but otherwise, Ty, I don't really know what's out there. Everybody's been talking about Kevin Love for for the last couple of days. So right? Who else is available? You don't really know. Uh, it's it's tough to say. 
I have a bad feeling now that I was right about the Celtics getting the sixth pick and somebody jumping them wrong about the Lakers. But right the about Lakers are the seventh pick. The Lakers right. are the seventh. So pick. the Lakers did not jump the Celtics. I was wrong about that. But uh, someone did jump the Celtics. It was Cleveland who had even a worse chance to, to jump in the lottery than the Lakers did. Uh, and now I feel like the Celtics are just going to use that pick and not have one of these these players that is supposed to be a top three or four guy. And uh, um, that's that's a little concerning because, to me, if this draft is so, is so deep, you can give up this sixth pick and still get a player that will contribute with the Brooklyn pick at 17. Sure. Maybe, though, you hang on to it. I, I'm looking over some of the names here. You get a, a physical guy like Julius Randle, maybe. Maybe a Marcus Smart is available. I'm just throwing some names out here. There's some, there's some good players, but are they really game changers, Matt? Are, there, are they guys that you're going to build your franchise around? And I think when we're talking the lottery, isn't that what we're talking about? It is. It is. And I'm getting some, uh, some production corrections here. Um, Cleveland is the number one pick again, uh, Ty. That, that's our mistake. Uh, Cleveland has, has gained the number one pick in the lottery in the NBA draft this year, not number three. Uh, they did jump, but not to three like I suggested. Uh, to, they are the number one pick. So two years in a row, Cleveland has the number one pick. So truly, let's hope they don't botch this one again. Unbelievable. Wow. Great riches the Cavaliers have. They had a 1.7 chance for the number one pick. And the they Cavaliers. jumped up to it. That's, that is uh that is a true lottery if if I've ever seen one. That's amazing. This the, is this is the Adam Silver lottery, folks. Here the, it is. The Sixers had 19.9, 20% chance. The Bucks had 25%. Wow, she's quite attractive actually. The daughter of the Bucks owner. Sorry about that. I just had to interject that. Okay. It's not They have her up here. on the screen. It's not beats and eats. Celtics beat. Celtics beat, not beats and eats. I understand. I understand. Okay. So here we go. It's the Cavaliers, 76ers, Bucks. We're now dueling for the top pick. I see. 76ers. I see. Yes. Okay. So you're, you're – Third, the second pick yes. is the Milwaukee, Bucks. The Bucks, right. That's exactly And number right. one, yep. the Cavaliers. Cleveland, Cleveland Unbelievable. Cavaliers. Yep. So – Philadelphia did not jump Milwaukee or anything like that. No. Uh, but uh, Cleveland did gain that number one pick a- a- after having a 1.7% chance. Unbelievable. Unless, uh, is there another, there is, hold on, let me get these, these straight. No, they are not involved in any of those other picks being conveyed. Uh, so it is that just their pick, their 1.7% chance to gain that number one pick. And uh, wow, boy, oh boy, did they hit the lottery. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So two years in a row, Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, have won the lottery in the NBA. Last year they chose Anthony Bennett. He, he was probably, in some circles, they would say that he was the worst number one overall pick in NBA history. Others would say in lottery history, which is a much shorter period of time. Uh, but either way, I, I saw something where he was the only uh, – number one overall pick to not get any votes for Rookie of the Year since they started voting for Rookie of the Year. So that says something, Ty. Let's, it says a lot. Let's, let's hope for Cleveland's sake and for Kyrie Irving's sake, let's hope uh, that they don't screw this one up. I've said it a few times. I just imagine they're going to. And I wonder if that affects Kyrie Irving's situation because we've heard a lot of chatter, especially last year, that he might want out of Cleveland if they get a great player granted an unproven player, maybe he sticks around. Who knows? All I know is this, Matt. All I know is this. At number six, I want no part of this. I hope this becomes part of a package deal and the Celtics can get some proven talent. That's where I'm at. There are some good players available in this draft, no doubt about it. But with the number six pick, if you can go and trade that, package it with somebody else and get a quality player, I'm all for that. Well, that's what I believe Danny Ainge has always felt, and that's why I think he acquired all those assets assets in the Brooklyn deal, uh, because I think that he knows that he can go out and get a proven talent to put around some of the other proven guys. And here's something that I heard uh, on a call-in show on the radio in Boston this morning, and I thought it was a, a great point. If they can find a way to trade for Kevin Love, 
and they can find a way to trade for a guy that would act as a, or not even trade for, but sign, free agents are available as well, sign a guy that would act as a, a third scorer and find a way to keep Jeff Green. Jeff Green is your fourth scorer. He, he would feel so much more comfortable in that type of situation. I feel like as much as we've bashed Jeff Green over the past couple of years, if you can find a way to, to keep him around, that would be a very, very good team in the Eastern Conference. Rondo, Kevin Love, Jeff Green, and player X between Rondo and Green. If you're looking Maybe like a Gordon Hayward? Something like that. That sounds perfect to me. Uh, that would be that would be amazing, and I, and I, that's a pipe dream, I think, because I don't feel like Minnesota is really going to trade Kevin Love at all. To be honest with you, I feel like Minnesota thinks that they are on the cusp, and that they can convince Kevin Love to stay after he plays there for another year, and maybe they make the playoffs, and he feels sentimental. He tests free agency, realizes he's going to stay in Minnesota. I have no, re- I, I can't think of a reason that they would trade Kevin Love. So I'm not. I gonna- don't understand why they would either. I, I'm a big fan, as you know. I've haven't been bashful about my praise for Kevin Love. He's just so much fun to watch, and he looks – you could see the Celtic uniform on him. I think fans would adore him if he came to Boston. Now, granted, some people criticize him of being a stat sheet filler, not the greatest defensive player in the world, but I don't know how you can say that when the guy is just a rebounding machine at both right. ends. I, I don't understand how you can say he doesn't work hard. Oh, he works hard for sure. That's not That's not a, a – debate in my mind. My questions about Kevin Love are on the defensive end, though, not necessarily rebounding, but he's not a spot-up defender, and that's what I think a lot of people look at as as far as when they say a defensive player. He's not a spot-up defender. He's not going to block your shot. I'm a big fan of his. I don't care what anybody says. I'll I'll defend him uh, to the end, and I think it's the kind of thing the organization needs to pump some life into it after last year. I mean, can you imagine, can you imagine what TD Garden, I've never been there, Matt, you have. I'll tell you, you, I believe you were doing post-game where you called in after the Celtics beat the Heat in that meaningless game near the end of the season. Mm -hmm. It was one of the final wins of the year. You got me so pumped up after (laughs) that game. And it was like a playoff game for me at home. I was like pacing up and down the floor. It was that important to me I love it. Uh, as a fan. I, I, I loved it. I loved every second of that game. It was so dramatic, and it meant it really meant nothing. But I can only imagine if the Celtics put on the floor a guy like Kevin Love and Gordon Haywood beside him or Rondo with Jeff Green and, and someone else, that place is going to go nuts. And it will be a hard place to play again, play that's, out again. That's what I'm thinking. That's my pipe dream right there. They find, they trade. Uh, I mean, I, I, Sollinger. I'm fine with with Sollinger doing that, um, they, or with them trading Sollinger. I should say if they're going to get Kevin Love for it. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know what? The bottom line is, they got the sixth pick here. They've been jumped by the Cavaliers, and now trading for Kevin Love is probably a little bit more difficult with that sixth pick. I, I would think so. So what do you do? Do you package it together with? the 17, and another player. Is that enough? I don't think so. You've got to add something else. I think you have to go with one of the future picks. I think you're looking at one of the future Brooklyn picks is going to be a a better asset than the current one. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. So, you know what? I I don't know. We'll we'll have to just sort of wait and see. And there's there's going to be... uh, a conference call with Danny Ainge at 8:45 tonight, so that will shed some light on things. Um, so, until then, there's there's not really much that we can sort of say, but we can just continue to speculate. I I, I wonder who let's it is a lottery show. I wonder who Cleveland is going to take with this number one pick. But you know they're not trading it. They're going to take no they're going to take someone. So they just took a a power forward that didn't pan out. Do they, who, I just, I, I cannot even begin to imagine who they think is the number one guy. So that's, that's where, uh, that, that's the interesting thing that I'm going to look for in the NBA draft. It, aside from, of course, what the Celtics are going to do with the number six pick. Um, so I, I just have one thing to say, Matt. Yep. This is exactly why all year long, I didn't want to hear the word tank. Oh, brutal. 
This is exactly why. This is why I didn't want the Celtics to lose games. I wanted them to play the best basketball they could possibly play. I'm with you on that, man. There are no guarantees. The Cleveland Cavaliers just got the damn number one pick in the draft with 1.9% chance of doing so. Very lucky. And they weren't tanking. They weren't tanking. No, they were trying to make the playoffs, and the 1.7% proves it. They were trying to make the playoffs. So we'll we'll see. I, we'll have to wait and see what happens, and th- you're going to hear that on, out of my mouth for a while now uh, because the draft is still a couple of months away. But um, it, we'll, it, it's going to be interesting to see the speculation and if any trades come down before the draft. So now we move we move along here. We have a, yet another CLNS radio personality slash guest coming on the show, and he joins us now, Mr. Richard Conti. Rich. Welcome to the show, and uh, Ty and I apologize that maybe we maybe we jinxed the Celtics here. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's you can't really get upset at them, you know, you know, basically ending up where they should based on the standings. You know, if you have the attitude, the tanking isn't the right way to go. And hey, you know, they they finished with the with the fifth list record. They got the sixth pick. It, it is what it is. It's it's what it should be. You know, if teams were slotted, uh, you know, just solely by record. So, you know, I, I don't know that I was necessarily expecting much. You know, certainly would have been nice to get a top three pick. Would be nice to be on the uh, the positive end of some luck as a Celtics fan uh, for a change. But you know, hey, it wasn't meant to be, and I don't think this fundamentally derails or, or decelerates the rebuilding process at all. You know, I think uh, the plan is still what it was. You know, if there's an opportunity out there to take this pick and potentially others and some of the players, and like Ty said, bring in a an established veteran. I think that's Ainge's preference uh, to do that. If if a move isn't there, then he's going to, you know, take the best player available and continue to add to the talent and and bide his time. So I don't so, think in the long run this will have a big impact. All right. So that's that leads me to a question that I want uh, to ask both of you guys. And I, I wasn't really thinking about it too much during the show, but I definitely thought about this earlier when I was speculating uh, earlier in the day when I was speculating among people that uh, the Celtics would get this pick. If Rich, you just said it. Danny Ainge would probably choose the best player available if he keeps the pick. He's not going to draft for need. That's something that a lot of smart GMs will will not do. They refuse to, dra- to draft for need because unless there's a, a, a superior player that will fit a need, then you draft for need and you draft for talent. But the ba- the basic idea is that you draft the best player available. Now, to me, Dante Exum is going to be around that four, five, six area. He may fall to the Celtics, and if he's sitting there at six, in my eyes, he's the best player available. He's yeah. also he's also a point guard. Does Danny Ainge take Dante Exum to be Rondo's backup and or trade Rondo? Because if he takes Exum there, that's going to fuel the Rondo trade rumors. You know that's a fact. So the question to both of you, and Rich, I'll let, I'll let you jump in first. Does he take Exum if if he's the best player on the board? Yeah, of course. I think he does, right? I mean, you know, I think, um, you know, his draft board probably looks something like, you know, Embiid, Wiggins, and and Exum actually, you know, in those you know kind of top three spots in some order. You know, with 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 Parker fourth, and then you know some other guys. I think he is pretty high on him. Although, you know, I kind of wondered if some of the the positive comments that have came up, come out from Ainge in the last few weeks have actually been a case of him trying to pump Exum up to get somebody else to to, to maybe slide. You know, you never know. You never know. But you never um, know with him. You know, I, I, you know, of course, you know, the Rondo trade rumors don't need any more fuel. They're, they're, they're doing just fine on their own. But I think you're right. I think it would, you know, prompt the question, um, you know, in a media climate where, you know, they, they, you know, they, they, it's, it's a story and they want people talking about it and they know it'll draw clicks and, 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 and views. But, you know, realistically, he's a 19 year old kid. Um, we don't know if he's a point guard. He's got some intriguing skills and, and, you know, some intriguing, uh, athleticism. He could turn out to be a two-guard in the long run. I don't think it's inconceivable that he and Rondo could, you know, play together in the backcourt at some point. You know, you don't trade a, you know, a prime of their career established all-star and expect a 19-year-old to step into that position unless you're expecting to lose a lot, a lot of games. And, you know, I don't think Ainge enjoys losing a lot of games. I think he's going to try to find that, that, 
fastest path to success. But, you know, uh, I think the presence of Rondo, you know, wouldn't impact the drafting of, of Exum should he be available at six, which I think is, you know, highly unlikely at this point, but, but stranger things have happened um, and vice versa. I don't think the drafting of Exum, if it happens, affects Rondo's status with the Celtics. And to your point, Rich, I think that the drafting of Exum would be a long-term, long-term project if the Celtics were to hang on to them, uh, him. However, having said that, I, I feel like we continue to talk about Rajon Rondo as if it's 2010 or 2011. Guys, Rajon Rondo last year for the Celtics, yes, I know he was coming back from injury. The Celtics did not play well with Rajon Rondo. I think they were 6-24 and 24 with him as the starting point guard on that team. Do you, do you think Brad Stevens needs a new point guard? I, I, I didn't say that. I'm no, just I'm, saying not, I, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but that's the first thing that came to mind when you said that they didn't play well. Uh, to me, was that Stevens' contract is longer than Rondo's. Yeah. Does Stevens need a new point guard? I, I don't know. I think it's too early to tell. I don't think we know if Rondo is ever going to be the player he once was. I think we find that out this year through 82 games is what I'm saying. So I don't know. That's interesting. I, Has he fully recovered? I don't think so. I didn't think he played particularly well last year in those 30-some games he played for the for the team. No. Matt, you go to games. You tell me. Did he no, look like the same Rondo? But No, and, and he wasn't fully recovered either. And this year he will be. And I think Ainge was, had fully admitted that. He was very open about that in his evaluation of Rondo towards the end of the season on various in, during various interviews. Um, but – I just I feel like this is the is the type of thing that it's just going to fuel negative energy if right. they, if they draft a guy like Exum because then people are going to be asking Rondo all the time about this kid. Well, what do you think about this kid? Oh, your contract's up this year. Oh, what do you think? Oh, what do you think? Well, you got to play well. Blah blah blah. But I think that you're right in that Danny Ainge wants to see what Rondo does before he decides on whether he's going to commit to him for even longer term or not. So I agree with both of you guys. If if Exum is available at six, uh, I, I fully believe Ainge would, would take him there. And while I I agree that it it shouldn't affect the draft status of Exum, I uh, respectfully disagree, Rich, that it will not then or that it, I say it will affect the uh, status of Rondo because I just I feel like the, everything around the idea that Rondo's successor is, is here, he's been drafted, uh, is something that would, would bother him, and I think it would bother the team, and it would certainly bother me to hear that every, every day, okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, Ainge and, and Steven seem like they're you know, level-headed enough to manage a situation like that, and I think Rondo is confident enough that I don't think it'll undermine his confidence. Listen, you know, he needs to play well no matter what. Whether they draft his, you know, potential successor, whether, you know, Danny Ainge comes right out and says, you know, he's not sure if he wants to, you know, re-sign him. You know, Rondo has to play well. He's coming back off the injury. He, 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 his contract is up at the end of next season. That pressure to play well is there no matter what. And Rondo's the type of guy that thrives on that. So, you know, I don't think that's as, as big of an issue. I also wouldn't read too much into the fact that they haven't re-signed him yet. I think, you know, some folks have kind of suggested that those are tea leaves, that he's on his way out the door, or that Ainge isn't bought into him. But the way the CBA is structured right now, it makes no sense for either the player or the team to to sign an extension this early unless you know it doesn't make sense to the team because it actually hampers them uh in their you know potential rebuilding efforts this off season. So I think Ainge would have loved to have re-signed him if he could have got him for a, a big discount and he made him that that low ball offer early in the year. Rondo didn't bite, and I don't blame him for not biting. So, you know, I think people read a little too much in this situation. But, you know, honestly, I think it's mood. I, you know, I, I think Exum goes in the top four. I think yeah. that top three has become uh, a, a top four. You know, I think there's still some questions about Embiid's medical situation that could create oh. some interesting dynamics in the draft. You know, if you look at, you know, between Cleveland, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, uh, who's the, got the four pick, Orlando, uh, Utah, none of those stand out as a, a marquee situation. And, you know, Embiid with his back is in the position, I don't know if you guys have followed, but he refused to um, sub, uh, submit to the medical 
uh, exams during the the draft lottery. Excuse me, during the draft combine. And what mm-hmm. that actually means, is, you know, it, yeah, it could be he's worried about you know the condition of his back and doesn't want to you know spill the beans. But more likely, what it means is his agent Arntellum, who's you know known for these types of power plays and who's a very sharp guy, is trying to use this as a way to direct. And be to the best situation possible for him. So, in other words, he can, you know, have and be checked out by a battery of doctors, and he's got, they have no, you know, um, no obligation to share that information with anybody that they don't want to. So they could just choose to not share that information with Cleveland, not share that information with Milwaukee or Philadelphia or Orlando or Utah, and 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 share it with teams down the line that that. They want to see him go to, and you know, perhaps the Celtics are one of those. I don't know. More, you know, maybe it's the Lakers, and so that'll be an interesting situation to see how it plays out. But you know, if those top four hold true to form, then I think the Celtics are looking at you know somebody in the, you know among the mix of guys like uh, Julius Randle, whom you guys mentioned, Noah Vonley from Indiana, who's a six eleven uh, power forward with some some perimeter skills, some good shooting skills, who just tested off the charts athletically at the combine, you know, for a guy of his size, huge seven four wingspan, enormous, you know, nine foot plus standing reach, the biggest hands in the draft, and tremendous quickness and agility for, you know, for a power forward or center. So yeah. you know, he's in that range. Marcus Smart, right. Aaron Gordon, you know, supposedly Ainge Love. So, you know, if they do end up with the pick, I think they're gonna get a very, very good player. And honestly, the separation between those top four and that next tier of guys isn't as big that a, as I think some fans have kind of come to believe because of all the hype. Yeah, the best player on the board theory is not just in play with Exum because, like you said, Randall, uh, Aaron Gordon, and Noah Vonley from Indiana, those guys are all on Chad Ford's big board Yes, at 5-6-7. Chad Ford of ESPN, if you believe in him, uh, that's 5-6-7 right there. So those are all power forwards, and uh, Danny Ainge is loaded with power forwards on his roster right now. So it'll be interesting to see if he does indeed choose the player that he feels is the best, if he has that pick, and if it's a power forward, what kind of a log jam will that create next season for the Boston Celtics? Rich Conti, we appreciate you joining us here on the lottery show here uh, on CLNS Radio, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Thanks, Rich. All right, there goes Rich, Ty, and uh, before we move on to our final CLNS Radio personality, I want to yet again remind everybody that here on CLNS Radio, we are making it very, very easy for you to find us and to get in touch with us and be connected. You can go to clnsradio.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher. This is not all one link, folks. Or slash TuneIn. Those are all three different places on clnsradio.com that you can go and get more information about what we have coming up here. Exciting stuff uh, for the network coming up, I promise you that. And, of course, the e-blast is still in effect. Text CLNS fans to 22828, and you will be delivered coverage for whatever team you want. If you go to clnsradio.com slash team feed, you can specifically choose the, the teams that you want. Sox, Bruins, Celtics, Revolution, Revol- Wait a minute. Revolution. Come on. Somebody might write an article about the revolution. <laughs> you never know, Ty. Somebody's writing articles about everything on CLNS Radio. It That's happens. true. It happens. So I just I just urge everybody to uh, to go and check all that stuff out because we definitely have some exciting stuff happening, uh, even though the Celtics do not right now. Hey, hey, Matt, do you listen on iTunes? I actually don't because, you know what, I don't have an iPhone. Ah, do you listen on Stitcher? Unfortunately, I listen on BTR, buddy. Oh, boy. you got to check it. Next time you get uh, a smartphone, check us out on Stitcher. If you're an Android user or tune in, those are great apps. And if you've got an iPhone, can't go wrong with iTunes. And also, Stitcher is on the uh, iPhone as well. Just was, I was just curious there. You're right. Not yeah, a lot I'm... of excitement tonight. You know who does intrigue me, though, Matt? I don't know why. Julius Randle. Randall, he's he's sitting on Chad Ford's big board at six. If the Celtics keep the pick, Ford says that Randall will be there and Randall will be taken. So there you go. He's big your body, guy. strong. I, I think the Celtics, if you're looking at the East 
you know, the Eastern Conference. You want big guys, right? You're going to have to be competing with the Pacers. I think the Pacers are going to win the series, but that's for a different podcast. Uh, they're big guys, and I think moving forward in the East, you're going to have to have those big bodies, right? Yeah, absolutely. And even though the Eastern Conference is down right now, there's only two teams that people really looked at. I think Washington showed you something. And you know what? They did it with two big bodies. They did it with Nene and Marcin Gortat, who I want the Celtics to sign as a free agent this season. Just want to put that one out there. I would love to see Gortat in a Celtics uniform. Uh, and he's an unrestricted free agent. If he doesn't want to re-sign in Washington, feel free to come up here, Marcin. Come on, buddy. Uh that but, was long rumored, wasn't it, Matt, a couple years ago that I he think, was going to be involved in a trade? I think Ainge has been looking at him for a couple years, yes, as far as wanting to bring him into Boston. So it would be interesting to see if maybe he becomes that that third man uh, that uh, Ainge goes after in hopes of getting Kevin Love to agree to a trade to Boston in the offseason. We'll see. I don't know. But I would like to see. Anyway, Ty. We're we're slowly or quickly running out of time here because I'm babbling on, and I still have another hour to do on Careless Whispers at 9 p.m. Speaking of, he is the co-host of that show, so you'll hear his uh, whiny voice for the next hour as well. Mr. Calvin Chamberlain, welcome to the lottery show, and you must be just as excited as we are because your Lakers, even though we falsely reported they jumped up uh, for a second there, really only have the number seven pick uh, as sort of expected. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the false conspiracy theory complaining about the, just the <laughs> premature, unnecessary complaining about the Lakers. was pretty awesome. Well, con- <laughs> congratulations, guys. Uh, we're, we're sixth and seventh in a five-man draft. Feeling pretty good about that, huh? Yeah, I mean, right? uh, yeah. Uh. Not, I, I, look, I, I hear, uh, you know, I heard some of Rich Conti's call the, the, whatever he wants to say about uh, people fudging Embiid's medical reports, that that might work for a pick or two, but there's no way Embiid's going to fall to six. Uh, there, there just there's no way that a team is going to pass up on uh, you know an elite level defensive center. I, I think all these names, uh, you know, the, the five names are, are pretty obvious. Uh, if a team makes a mistake, maybe the Celtics can get lucky and land perhaps a Julius Randle. Although I, I I think that's pretty unlikely. I I think that uh, you know in some order or other, if you want to debate it, I, I think Embiid, Wiggins, Exum, Parker, and Randall are the consensus top five among virtually everyone. So, in in my opinion, if you don't have a top five pick, I think those names are off the board entirely. Very interesting. So. You don't believe in this? Uh, I don't know why Chad Ford has Noah Vonley higher than Julius Randle, um, but he, I guess it's because of his combine work. Right. Exactly. I don't. So you yeah, don't believe I, in the I, combine? I don't think. I just don't think uh, Vonley will be drafted ahead of Randle. I guess that's a possibility because Rand, Randle slipped somewhat uh, because of his his limitations. I I guess of of all of all of those guys, Randle is the only one that might slip. You have no shot at Exum slipping to six. Um, so I wouldn't worry about how that affects Rajon Rondo's game. I, I, yeah, I, I think that's, you know, that's a wing and a prayer chance at this point. Yeah, Randall I think, is, so. I think is, so, too. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I just figured that uh, maybe he could slip out of anybody, Exum, and I know that Ainge would take him if he, if, if he was up there. Um, but either way... It, it appears as though they might they might be going for the power for a power forward because there there's a couple guys like Aaron Gordon who just passed that are, are there. So what do you think, Calvin? You're the Lakers guy. Let's let's get that opinion out there. What do the Lakers do with this thing? They only have three players under contract. Do Pau Gasol is probably not coming back. Do they grab a guy like Aaron Gordon? Are you impressed with him at all? Yeah, I, I think the Lakers end up. Well, I, I think the Lakers will, are going to try to shop that pick for veteran help because they're under pressure to try to win now. Um, failing that, you know, if they draft a player who they expect to be on the team next year, I'd, I, I'm, I'd assume that they would go big. You know, taking either Vonley or Gordon, whichever one is left on the board at that point. Or if, right, if, if the Celtics take Smart, then I then I would assume they would go Vonley before they go Gordon. Right. Hey, Calvin, I've got a question for you. It's in regards to uh, Kevin Love, and I know you guys probably want to save this for your show, but since this one's ending, I just wanted to ask you, as Celtic fans, we seem to be in love with the idea of K-Love in green. 
Are you as enamored with him to become a Laker? Uh, I, I am, but there, there there are some issues that, that go into Kevin Love, mainly his contract. Uh, we'll get into it, you know, in more detail on Careless Whispers. But uh, the the, pro- the the problem with trading for Kevin Love is that he's looking to make a max deal. So the Celtics would have to trade for him with the understanding that they'd still have to allow him to get to free agency. Otherwise, he he wouldn't be able to make the dollars he'd want to make anyway. So there's an inherent risk in that. That being said, if I was the Celtics, I would, you know, depending on on what was on the table, I would probably make that offer anyway. Certainly, you know, now that their pick has fallen to six, I don't want to say fallen because, you know, well, they would have got the fifth pick, so it's really not that far. But now that they're out of that top five, what I consider to be, you know, potential franchise-changing guys range, I certainly wouldn't hesitate to include that pick in the Kevin Love deal. I think Minnesota would have to take it if they, if they were looking to trade with the Celtics. And uh, however, I'm not so sure that uh, they won't get a better offer now if they if somebody really thinks that Kevin Love would uh, would come to their franchise. I, I don't know why they, they wouldn't get a better offer than the, the the sixth pick. But you know what? I said it earlier. I feel like the Celtics have a better shot than most of these other teams that uh, are down there in the lottery to convince a guy like that to, to stick around for a little while because while they didn't win a lot of games, they do they I think they did do have a little bit of promise here with uh with Rondo and, and some of their younger guys, Sollinger and, and Olenek, um and obviously one of those guys, if not both, would be gone in a Kevin Love trade. But uh the point is the Celtics are a better destination in my eyes, maybe I'm wearing my green goggles, than Orlando, than Philadelphia, than Milwaukee, than any of these other places down in the lottery. So I feel like those teams will not be uh, trading their picks and not be giving Minnesota a, a, an offer that's good enough for Kevin Love. I don't know. Well, well, we'll get into that more in a couple minutes. Yes, we will. All right, Calvin. Uh, that's All right, it for, for you on this show. We appreciate it. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you in uh, just a few minutes. Okay. Ty, um, very uneventful, my friend. Very uneventful. That's gonna that's gonna wrap things up. I will tease the fact that coming up on Careless Whispers, at some point we will be hearing from Jared Weiss because he's currently on a conference call with Danny Ainge. So I'm not sure when that call is going to come through to to us in the next in the nine o'clock hour, but be sure to be listening to to the show. It could be nine fifteen. It could be nine thirty. I'm not really sure. We will hey. find out though. I want to want to say something before we leave. Keep Quite in please. mind, Antoine Walker and Ron Mercer were six yeah. round, six six picks overall, rather. Six picks. Yep, Ron Mercer, number six. Rick Pitino. Thank you, sir, for that. <laughs> great reminder. Great tomorrow. reminder. All right, that's uh, that's going to do it here on uh, Celtics Beat. And uh, here comes the the outro. Boom! It's perfect. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it. LHR appreciate appreciates it as well. As well, I should say. This music that you hear is provided by Carlos Andres Mesa, Astrovex, and Steph Legrado. Follow Celtics Beat on social media, of course, on Twitter, at Celtics underscore Beat. You can like Celtics Beat on Facebook as well. And uh, our guests tonight were all great here on this lottery show. Mike Munger, Rich Conti, Calvin Chamberlain. Thank you all. And uh, for our executive producer, Larry H. Russell. My co-host, Ty Ray. <laughs> I am not worried. What an ending. Tune in to Celtics Speed on <laughs> Saturday, guys. There will be another episode of Celtics Speed on Saturday, I promise. Tune into that. The ending will go better uh, at 2 p.m. exclusively <laughs> on CLNS Radio in just 90 seconds. Thank you all.